0: Memphis Wrestling is on the road this week with back-to-back events. Next Friday, March 18th, join us in Trenton, Tennessee at the Peabody High School, benefiting the Boys and Girls Soccer Clubs. Then, next Saturday, March 19th, Memphis Wrestling is headed to Black Rock, Arkansas, benefiting the Black Rock Police and Fire Departments. Help us make a difference and get your ticket for as low as just 10 bucks at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com march 27th memphis wrestling is too cool with wwe superstar scotty too hottie and we just added to the card the leader of the dark order evil uno who will join the dark order april 10th everybody dies but one lance archer returns to memphis wrestling to go one-on-one with the gun show and it's official on april 16th memphis Wrestling Saturday Night returns with a special guest, Impact Wrestling Megastar, Outlandish Zicky Dice. That's Saturday, April 16th at the Wrestle Center. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at Championship Wrestling Memphis.com.
1: American Hostile Championship Wrestling's on tour with the following upcoming events. Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th with Rhino! Score!
2: Score! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the Mad Beast Rhino is here!
1: On April the 9th at the Community Center in Campbell, Missouri at 360-45 State Highway, WWF. Bell times at 7.30. Advance tickets $10 and at the door for $12. You'll see Chris Hayes, Rude, Trick Daniels, Jason Vaughn, The Young Ghosts, Denzel Rollins, Mark Southern Jr., Big Jack Parker, Justin Case, Austin, The Reaper Bolo, and special guests, Cookie St. James and Cash McCoy. April the 9th. Toronto! Tor! We're taking information. Call 636-232-3313. That's 636-232-3313. A quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. episode is also brought to you by spunkloot.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255.
2: What happens when someone sends you Lots of cassettes from the 1990s. You put them on as a podcast.
0: Sit back and take a trip to the past for cassette wrestling news. Stone Cold Steve Austin called this the first ever podcast. These cassettes were mailed every issue to subscribers during the heyday of wrestling fancy. Jeff Osborne and John C. sit down and put out an episode of the fun and sometimes serious stuff. Get ready to dive 30 plus years into
2: the
1: past. This is episode two. This is Dennis Carluzzo. The best I can figure out. We're talking about 1992, uh, early 1992. Uh, Dennis was a friend of mine and a friend of yours. Just a fun guy to be around. But this was right after the big split where Dennis was doing his own stuff. And he wasn't doing anything with, um, with, uh, uh God, who did you mention? Just oh, Joe Goodhart. Joe Goodhart. Yeah, I can come up with the name. With Joe Goodhart. And Joe was in that process of no one really knew what the hell was going on. Uh, and Dennis Dennis is so funny. He says, you know what I'm saying? Like a hundred times during this interview. <laughs> but he is just, this. just Dennis. If anyone knew Dennis, this is him talking. But how did you, did you become friends because of Cassette Wrestle News? Or was that just one of those guys you met in the business?
2: I, I think this goes back to me being on Joe Goodhart's radio show. Yeah, I was in studio. It was so weird, man. Uh, and, and I kind of bonded with John Arezzi in the beginning too. And Joe Goodhart had a radio radio show in Philadelphia. I'll never forget the look of disappointment when I got to the cab ride, and the <laughs> the the cab driver was black, and he was disappointed that I wasn't the real Jeffrey Osborne, but <laughs> "On the Wings of Love" for those right, movies. right, <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And was but, your hair really long then too?
2: Uh yeah, it would have had to have been. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not a match, but yeah, I, I ended up going up to the the radio station and studio, did the show and I I guess Dennis Dennis was listening at the time and for some yeah, you know, I may, I must have given my address out live on the air and uh, I think I got a letter from Dennis, and he actually tried to pay for cassettes. And I said, no, no I don't do that with people connected in the industry and p- promoting the industry. So I added him to the mailing list, and we became friends. And he would call I, – I, I'm sure he called you quite frequently, too. Oh,
1: yes, yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, he loved talking about the business, and he was actually instrumental in – getting me to my first WMC Memphis studio show. I would have never gone. Yeah. It was the weekend where he had uh, Fred the Elephant Boy and another guy from the Howard Stern Show say they were the illegitimate sons of Jerry Lawler.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. I remember that. Dennis, uh, he would just call you just random and just talk about – it wasn't just about wrestling, but one of the main things was that he just – he just loved the business so much, and he wanted to be successful. But there, on the underline of everything, Dennis was also – well, he was a wrestling guy. I'll just put it that way, okay? I'm not going to say Carney. I don't believe it because he, he would tell you – he would tell me the truth – But uh, I did catch it one time uh, when I went to Philly to wrestle. uh, He blamed the whole (laughs) thing. He blamed the whole thing about being called out of the ring and everything to uh, uh, to Jim Cornette. Blamed it on Jim. Uh, Later on, I found out it wasn't Jim. It was Dennis that wanted me out of the ring because I sucked so bad. So uh, (laughs) he didn't want to hurt my feelings and think that I'd be mad at him. So that's kind of kind of way he did that. So. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys. That was uh, that was Jeff with episode two, and I want you to sit back and listen to Dennis Carluzzo. Are you
3: there? Yeah. All right. Crank is up. here. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two. I'm on the phone with. Uh, well, looks like he's going to be the top independent promoter in the United States. I'm talking about Dennis Carluzzo. We had you on for a brief period of time on uh, the annual, and I want to welcome you back again, Dennis. It's my pleasure
4: to be a bad one, Cassette Wrestling News. It's one of the things I look forward to listening to every few weeks when it comes out.
3: Okay, what, uh, I was curious as uh, to what you're feeling about the Joel Goodhart situation. I know you two guys, um, I wasn't quite familiar with your relationship. I believe you started him or something like I'll that. I'll
4: give you a little brief history on it, um, Joel Goodhart was uh, basically a fan, just like I was. You know, uh, I got involved in the business long before he did. Um, he got involved with a radio show uh, up in Trent, New Jersey, some years ago. Uh, then he switched to another radio show in Philly before he got on WIP, which was the big one. And we knew him from coming to the uh, the shows and stuff. And uh, we used to let him ring an for us, and, you know, he used to carry some of the bags for the boys, you know, stuff like that. And uh, we helped him out because, in return, he was getting us uh, publicity and, and mentioning our shows. And, plus, we let him ring announce, and uh, we had a good relationship with his two partners uh, at the time. Um, there was one show, WDVT, it took, we felt, uh, of my involvement, uh, and getting Jerry Lawler involved with the with the radio station and, and Coronet and a lot of the other wrestlers that I had make, uh, to, you know, to help him and his partner uh, because uh, it was something that was needed in the area, which was a wrestling radio show. Um, then after that, he decided that he was going to try to promote a few shows on his own, which were complete failures. Uh, and, you know, we had thought maybe he'd learned by that mistake and, and we really good again. Uh, so he stopped promoting for a few years. Uh, then when he got on WIP, uh, he then got back into it. But, you know, we, we taught him a lot of what he knew. In fact, we taught him everything we knew. I mean, he knew, but not what we knew. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, he kind of, like, used us, used some of our connections and... Uh, just burnt all bridges with us when a whole group of promoters around here were working together, and he decided to take off on his own. Uh, my partner Larry Sharp had the uh, foresight,
2: I guess, to you know to just realize to tell us that just let's do, let's do our thing, let us do his thing, and uh,
4: he'll prove once again that you know he was a failure in the promoting end of it. And that's basically what happened. Uh, the thing I feel sorry for is uh, all the the, the many many people that got ripped off by him uh, the thing that hurts me is he used to go around telling everybody what a thief and a crook I was and he pulled off one of the biggest scams and ripped off uh, around I mean you know um, that was the thing I resented the most was how he used to go around bare mouthing us and me and Iri sharp and if asked anybody that works in the business anybody that's ever worked for us we never gave a bum check to anybody. We never stiffed anybody on a payoff. A lot of the top independent stars in the business, if you ask them who, who independent promoter they would rather work for out of every one, I, I bet my house that a lot of them would tell you that they'd rather work for me and Irish Sharp because of the way we treat them. And uh, anyway, just I just want to say like a few things is that uh, the man knew I mean, he didn't wake up that Saturday morning and go on a radio show and decide then he was going bankrupt. I mean, he pulled up a nice little war chest before he he went off the air. I mean, I know I knew people that paid him membership money, ticket money for shows that he knew he wasn't going to have. And and it, you know, the thing, the other thing that bothers me was how he insulted people's intelligence. Like he gets on the radio show, tells people in one breath that he, you know he's going to refund their ticket money. And in the the next sentence, he's telling how he's going to have his phone number disconnected, which is the only way of getting ticket money back from him or contacting him. Yeah. You know? So what I'm doing now is uh, I'm working with the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. They've seized his uh, letter of credit from a bank. See, in Pennsylvania... Uh, to be a promoter. As you know, there's no regulation of pro wrestling in Pennsylvania except for uh, licensing of promoters and the paying of tax. Well, he got his license under the old system where he needed to put up a bond or a letter of credit through a bank, and it had to be in the amount of $10,000. Dad, now, Hold on, I'm on the phone doing an interview. Hang up! Jeff, can you cut that out? Yeah, sure. Uh, Jesus Christ!
3: Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you cut that out. Don't put that on there, man. That's embarrassing. Somebody you know? keeps beeping in his damn phone, I'm telling you. Huh? Somebody keeps beeping in. Yeah, and call waiting
4: and all disruptions and shit, you know? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, so what happened was he had to post a letter of credit because he couldn't get a bond. Now, what's happening is the state has seized that letter of credit. So what they're doing is... Uh, They're going to make available, and this is something for your listeners, if they can spread the word out, that anyone that has purchased tickets off of him, okay, that they they can get their money reimbursed. You follow? Yeah. And, um, you know, what I'll do is in the upcoming weeks, uh, hopefully I can get back to you, maybe even before this tape comes out, and give you the address of where they can send their tickets to get a refund. It's going to be on a first come, first serve basis. You follow? Yeah. So anybody that mails tickets in, better photocopy You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have proof that they sent them in, and uh, I'll get back to you with the address and where to send them to. You know? Yeah. But, uh, see, the part of the problem getting back to him was, you know, we put on some of the top independent shows in the area. I mean, we never brought in, the t- let's say, the talent he did. Like, he'd have six or eight matches of named stars. And a lot of these matches didn't have no meaning at all. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just a big, you know, extra uh, uh, payload, so to speak. And uh, you know, we would do our matches. We felt we developed our own talent, you know, we, which was trained through the Monster Factory, and we were bringing a couple guys, you know, uh, independent guys like Funk and Lawler, and uh, you know Hanson and Kamala. And, Scotty and guys like that, Orton, and uh, we would put them on the cards with our guys. But ninety-five percent of the time, the main and final match was one of our heavyweight championship matches. We, you know, we felt that if we'd done it that way, we wouldn't bury our guys. Where in his case, uh, he put his guys on the bottom of the card, put the stars on the top, and then when he'd have a show with his just his guys, no one would come see him. You know, his brawls at the hall and his bar wars shows and... I mean, you know, they were lucky if they drew 100, 150 people. Because on them smaller shows he had to use his uh, talent that he had and, and they couldn't draw because people would say, well, why should I go pay to see him now and I can go see him when he does the big shows? And that's basically what it comes down to, you know, he promoted... Uh, he didn't promote on the premise of, you know, the bottom line, like, making money his promote, promoting and, and his radio show and everything done was putting him over, you know? Yeah. He was more concerned about putting him over than his, than the wrestlers.
3: Um, do you know, I, I heard he was in uh, rehabilitation or something?
4: Nah, he's basically, that's the thing I heard, and I got this from pretty good source, where someone told me that he shaved his beard, cut his hair, and he stays in his apartment because he's actually, you know, the words out there, he's, he's so fearful of running into people, uh, that he owes money to, uh, you know, getting his, uh, getting roughed up a little bit. You know, I've talked to people that, I know one guy that put six season tickets off him before he went went down the tubes, which cost this guy and his family almost 800 bucks. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, all the people who bought, uh, videotapes.
4: Yeah, there's people, you know, I, I hear, I hear more people complain that they, uh, sent money for videotapes and never got the videotapes I talked to a lady from Atlantic City that waited over a year a year and didn't get no tapes back and the people had paid memberships to his fan club which which now went under and it's just you know it's, it's shit like that that gives promoters a bad name and a bad reputation is like ripping people off like that you know and like I said, that's the thing that got me. He come on, put the mouth on me and Sharp and, you know, that we were crooks and thieves. And, and the whole time, you know, uh, he'd done exactly what he was calling us. That's yeah. the thing that I'm bitter about, you know?
3: So uh, I understand you've taken over, like, his, his bar wars. Well, here's what, it's funny. <laughs> this is a joke. Uh,
4: we, we were supposed to do the bar wars show, which is going to be Tuesday. Uh, I believe February 25th, which is tomorrow night. So, And what had happened, we had the thing all set, and a couple of his former partners, guys that lost money with him, started up this little renegade promotion, and they went in the back door and took the deal office for tomorrow night. But, you know, it's a thing where if we got it, we got it. If we didn't, we don't really care about it because it's something that's their loss because they were only used to getting 100, 125 people in there. We we knew that we could put in... Uh, four to five hundred people. I guess the management of the place wasn't, you know, uh, too convinced of it and uh, fell for some line, you know, I guess, you know, I don't know what would make them, uh, you know, go back just to the same group of people with a different name. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Without Goodhart. So, I mean, it's the same product, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you watch, you know, you watch uh, uh, some lousy TV, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you want to watch it again you know what I'm saying
3: yes so, uh,
4: so we got it. some other shows from him uh, you know we uh, had a couple uh, towns he was working on in Delaware and in Pennsylvania and we grabbed them right up and we still feel we're going to get the bar wars and we can get his brawl at the hall if we want it and you know uh, like I said he burned a lot of bridges and uh, lost a lot of money for a lot of charities that done fundraisers as pro wrestling with him and, but, you know, that stuff you can never recoup. But, uh, you know, we get more and more people calling us, uh, and we're getting into more areas now that he's, you know, out of it.
3: What do you think going to happen to him? Think you ever see him again?
4: Um, I have a funny feeling that he'll pop up somewhere again, not so much in the promotion end. But uh, I just think, you know, it's a kind of... Uh, Situation where this, he's not going to be the kind of person that people are going to forget. Yeah. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't foresee him uh, getting involved with wrestling again. If he does, it would be suicidal because of all the people that he did uh, rip off and uh, the people that are enraged with him right now, uh, all the students that he took money from. That, ne- that won't be able to be trained again unless they go to another school and pay tuition again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a shame for them. They're the people. I mean, I feel sorry for everybody. I mean, it's cool to say this, but I feel no sympathy toward Joel. I feel sorry for the people that he burnt, the people he ripped off, the people he stole from. That's who I feel sorry for.
3: Okay. Well, that's. Any any other things you want to say about Joel? Before?
4: Not so much. You know, it's you know, I've never been one. To be honest with you. I'm dwell you know. I'm talking about this now because I'm real bitter. I've never been one to dwell on the past because it's counterproductive. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's spilt milk. But in this case, I'm just really upset and, and bitter uh, because of some of the stuff he tried to do to me and Iris Sharp, which he was very unsuccessful at, and and the things he said about us. And uh, now he, you know, uh, he, everything he said about us happened to him. You know, so, you know, the only thing I'm doing now is I'm trying to help the people that got ripped off get back some of their ticket money. You know, uh, that's about all they're going to get back. People that had memberships to his fan club, they might as well kiss that money goodbye. People that had tapes might as well kiss that money goodbye. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of hopefully some people will get back some ticket money. But once this is all done and out of the way, as before, the W.W.A. does its own thing and don't worry about anybody else. And, you know, I washed my hands of that situation. And, you know, I rode high on the hog for a while with it, you know, like the conquering, uh, uh, you know, heroes, so to speak, you know? But uh, see, the thing is this, let me just say one one more thing not to dwell on it. I have a theory, you know, there's an old saying that a man can accomplish almost anything he wants as long as he don't care who gets credit for it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. in his case that wasn't it was everything where it was you know it was Joel this Joel dad he did this he you know, I did this I did that and, and that was part of his you know I'm not in it for the ego end of it I just know that uh, you know when I call up when me or sharp call up somebody to book them uh, for a show you know uh, we know we're not going to have any problems booking them because we treated them good and we've always paid them and we never had no problems with them and that's you know so I feel like he's got a good reputation not only the wrestlers but the fans and the people in the, you know, media end of it like yourself and, you know, it's a lot of guys that do the sheets and uh, and I see a rise you know I see a rise again of like independent wrestling if you look around now what's happening like look at Jim Cornette he's got a great promotion going on down in you know, Smoky Mountain and, and, and Bobby Fulton's running a lot of shows and we're running a lot of shows and you know even like you know Eddie Mansfield's running shows and they still do a lot of shows at the Sportatorium in Florida and you know Just some promotions that are starting up on an independent type basis even though they're small and i feel if these people do it the right way all these predictions about wrestling going back to the territories and 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 the regions and and stuff like that's going to happen you know what i'm saying
3: yeah that's how i feel too
4: and uh, you know like like i said the main thing i'm concerned with now is like getting people to know that we're out there we've been out there we put on some great shows. We got, some own, you know, we got our own talent that we developed. We got some of the... Right now, on the independent circuit, we feel we got some of the hottest matches on the independent circuit out there. Like, you know, our matches, like our tag matches with uh, the Lords of Darkness against uh, Ray Odyssey and Chris Evans and, and, and matches we have with Chris Candido against certain guys. And the Boy on bed, you know, there's a ballet named Amy Lee, and, and their matches against the Spider have been, you know... Top-notch independent matches, and uh, and we're drawing money with our with our talent. We got got a lot of young stars coming up, like you know Victor Rivera's sons training with us, and uh, we just got a whole uh, stable of up-and-coming young talent that you're going to see, like you know, in, in professional wrestling. I don't big make big names for himself, like guys like King Kong Bundy and, and Bigelow and the Soul Taker, and guys at like Larry Shark Tank like Scotty the Body. We, 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 you know, we feel that I feel that Larry can still produce great talent like that, and we're going to take advantage and use them, you know, before they become big stars, you know.
3: Yeah. Um, something I wanted to touch on is that you continue to outdraw uh, WCW up there.
4: Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's you know, it is amazing. And, you know, we work hard at it. We promote a town right, and uh, we've outdrawn WCW. Uh, on a, on, a, on a regular basis, I mean, we continually outdraw them. Uh, you know, uh, I guess it's you know, it's, it's again, it's proven a point that people are tired of seeing the same stuff on TV. I mean, you know, WCW's got some great, some great wrestlers, and they got you know, they got some, of the, you know, they got the best probably, you know, and WWS. But when you're giving people eight hours each week of the same thing. They're going to get tired of it, and that's how I feel. What's killing some of the businesses? is overexposure on TV and cable, and people, when they hear of an independent show, they want to come out and see something different, something that they haven't seen before. And our WWE style of wrestling is we keep the wrestling inside the ring. You know, uh, there's nothing more annoying than having to follow a bunch of wrestlers throughout a building and watch them wrestle. You know, they're supposed to wrestle in the ring. And uh, that's, what we're, that's what we're giving them. I mean, you know, clean finishes, new screw finishes, ref bumps. I mean, all, all our finishes are clean and in the middle of the ring.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one of the... I, I like good art shows, but the thing that I didn't like was that uh, some of the matches I missed, probably three-quarters of it, like yeah. uh, Terry Funk and Kevin Sullivan, I didn't hardly see any of it.
4: Well, back it's funny because back when when he was talking to us and and uh, let me just elaborate on this one more point is that back when he was talking to us, I remember distinctly Larry Sharp said to him, "Joel, you want to save four to five hundred bucks on every show?" And Joel goes, "Yeah, how how can I do that?" And Larry says, "Well, don't don't rent a ring because you, you don't use it anyway, you know." Yeah. But at one time it's a shame. Like I thought, you know, one thing that I do, you know, I. I said I didn't care about him. I had no sympathy for what happened. Was that years ago? I mean, you know, I considered him a And we had some time together and uh, we always got along. And it just, you know, his, his ego got to him and, uh, you know, led to his downfall, you know? I mean, I hope, you know, knock on wood, nothing like that ever happens to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I felt sorry for. I mean, there's other promoters that are going down the tubes, and and I felt sorry for them. i tried to help them and stuff, but in this case, it was just, you know, there's just too much heat there, you
3: know? Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, getting pretty strange when uh, I met Terry Funk there, and he said, what's the use in setting up, or uh, what's the use of having a ring in Philadelphia?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's the most misused prop in
1: in the building.
3: Okay, I want to ask you, uh, you're getting bigger and bigger all the time, and what are your plans for, uh, or what's gonna go on with the WWA in 1992?
4: To be honest with you, we want to basically just stay in this area. We want to do New Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania, Delaware, and we'd like to move into, into Maryland. Um, you know, we'd like, you know, it's funny, like, if you look, like, use Jerry Lawler as an example. He's always been a big, you know, like the big fish in, in the small pond. And he's always made money, and they've made a lot of money down there. And that's what we'd like to do up here. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Is just keep this one area and just grow in it. And, and bring, you know, like me and Larry Sharp have our own arena now. We finally got that. Uh, we got access to arena that we can use any time we want. doesn't cost us nothing to use it. Uh, we're running our second show there on March 28th. In fact, it was as successful as the last one. We had about 750 people there, which is good for an independent show then we're going to go every three weeks there and we got a place in Pennsylvania in Philadelphia that we'll also be running so like hopefully you know if we can run you know 50 to 100 dates this year we'll be happy with that uh, if we do any TV it's just going to be on a regional cable type thing because this is the area we want to operate in I mean you know anybody that thinks there's a lot of promoters out there uh, like i give you an example like Gordon Scuzari you know I was talk about him like, you know, he's ready to take on the WWF and WCW. And the same thing with Herb Abrams. They tried the same thing. And look what happened. You cannot take on uh, them two companies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just got to, you know, we, we just feel we got to stay in this area and make money in this area
3: and, and be happy with that. You think uh, TV would help or hurt you? I, well, it, it, to be honest with you, it's funny. We had
4: T V before. What it happened I'll explain the situation to you. We had one of the largest cable uh, networks in, in New Jersey here. And what had happened? We had a show called Wrestling Rap, which was a half hour talk show that Larry Sharp hosted. And we also had when we were running shows they would show it on the same cable system. And we used to put the angles over on the talk you know, on his talk show and we used to have the matches on T V and people liked it. They went nuts over it and became the highest-rated TV show on that cable system. Uh, And it was helping us at the houses because, uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, what happened was new management came in and took over the station and then turned around and tried to charge us for the time. And we told them, we said, look, we're giving you a good product. It's probably the most-watched show you have on TV, and we don't feel we have to pay for it. And it come down to the fact where, you know, we parted company, but they still would do some of our shows. And when they did our shows, I mean, the TV ratings that they got on you know, cable-wise, they were excellent. So now, uh, hopefully, I got a deal signed now for TV. I got a deal signed now. All I got to do is just tell the people when we want to start it. And I'm just holding off just a, a, a little bit on it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, this uh, one point I like the make is which WCW, didn't follow. I mean, they try to copy the WWF in a lot of ways and they come off looking as a cheap imitation. But if you notice, the reason Vince was, you know, his house shows are down, but historically, him and his father always done good house business was because they never gave away a lot on their TV show. Yeah. And that's what we do. We don't give away a lot on our TV show when we had it. So therefore, the people were coming out to see Uh the live shows to see you know see what was going to happen in this feud that built up and, and uh, you know the, the uh, angles that were run on the wrestling rap show and, and, and stuff like that and, and that's a shame because if you know if WCW uh, followed that uh, idea maybe they would pick up at the house show but do you agree with me that they're giving away too much on TV
3: I think both of them are these angles yeah, I really
4: don't think WWF is like on their weekly show you know I don't think they they run the angles real well like they've always done and set up the mat, you know, set up the angles and and uh, they, I think they still do it differently than WWF, you know. I, I just think too much overexposure has killed them, but Vince ain't giving away as much on TV as as Turner you know, as Turner is
1: Are you enjoying the episode? Well Cash App us, that's right. Dollar sign B T S T S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right, $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S, dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Hey, just a quick reminder. Subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash Shooting the Shiznit without a G. That's right. Shooting the Shiznit without a G. Hey, use our Uber Eats code Eats Brian T. 24790 UE. That's Eats Brian T. 24790 UE. Use that code and get $20 off a $25 order. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. This might sound strange to some people, but ABC makes non alcoholic brews. That's right. I like to taste the beer with my food, but not the alcohol. If you go to tinyone STS pod 2022, that's tinyone STS pod 2022, and try a six pack, use that link. If you'd buy a six pack you get one for free. Athletic Brewing Company.
0: Shooting the Knit is exclusively sponsored this month by SpunkLube.com. SpunkLube is an award winning personal lubricant that's fun. SpunkLube is available in four varieties hybrid, pure silicone, natural, and pink. The newest addition to the Spunk Lube family is Spunk Lube
3: Pink. The pink formula
0: is colorful and fun to use. It's a special hybrid formula that's non-sticky and non-staining. All of their products are shipped in discreet packaging from D Enterprises. Please go to spunklube.com and order a unique, fun-to-use personal lubricant. jackson tennessee memphis wrestling is back and you can watch it every saturday night at 11 p.m on cbs starting march 5th this ain't your grandpa's memphis wrestling
1: Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th, American Hostile Championship Wrestling at the Campbell Community Center. Field time, 730. Call 636-232-3313. All the top American Hostile Championship Wrestling stars and Rhino. Go! Go! Go!
3: all right you ready yeah okay with all these uh, desperation angles and uh the Jim Neidhart leaving and uh dusty rose getting greg valentine do you think that uh, wcw starting to feel a little pressure from uh or rather wwf feeling a little pressure from wcw uh no like i said um
4: before vince mcmahon i feel has never felt WCW is any competition, and to this day, he still doesn't feel that they're probably competition. And that's one of the reasons he's been able to have the uh, edge over them. Um, You know, a lot of these guys got fired from the WWF and quit. I think the only way they can come back and hurt Vince and the WWF is if they jump on the the bandwagon to expose a lot of stuff that's supposedly going on in the WWF. I mean, look at what what WCW has has signed. Uh, They got Cactus Jack and Rude who are great, you know. Uh, But, I mean, nothing against Greg Valentine, but I think he's his better days are behind him. Uh, Junkyard Dog, you know, I mean, these are people that they're signing that I don't think can help them. And anybody that, you know, that follows the sport knows that they really can't help them. So... You know, when they're signing this talent, I mean, let them go out and sign more guys like Rick Rude and get a guy like a Bret Hart or a, or a Jake Roberts or a Randy Savage and and, and sign them up and show that, you know, uh, they're signing major league talent. Then then they they have something to brag about. But they're not really signing uh, anybody. I mean, the guys they should be signing up out there, it's so st- this is what enrages me with WCW is that, the guys that they're signing up there, they shouldn't be signing uh, They should be bringing in guys in like Scotty the Body. You know, guys like that. You, you understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, do you know.
4: Williams and Gordy. I hope they bring them in and, you know, and uh, but they're not. They're bringing in, you know, they've got guys like uh, Vegas Vinnie or whatever his name is and, and PM News and, and uh, they're spending money on guys like that and Valentine and, and uh, Junkyard Dog and... They should be bringing, they should take that same money and bring in a Scotty the Body, a Patriot, you know, guy, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, develop the younger guys. Develop
4: team. guys, you know, like uh, guys out there that, that can work like a barrio or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but they're not, they're just, they're just bringing in what I call retreads, you know what I'm saying? And
3: they,
4: I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Greg Valentine would probably draw some, some people if I throw him on an independent show, and I'm sure Junkyard Dog would too, but... You know, they're not gonna draw thousands of people in Philadelphia or the major cities that they're in. Matter of fact, they're not even gonna draw them in the smaller towns that they're in. But, uh, you know, I feel if they bring in somebody like Scotty and and, and guys like that, uh, they'd be better off, you know. But again, it's, it's their company. Let them run
3: it or ruin it the way they want to. I think that's one of the big reasons these independent groups um, they're spending time developing developing talent instead of stealing it like uh, these big-time guys like man I can't think of one piece of talent he's developed I can't think of one
4: that's right I can't think of any either Look, I'll give you a perfect example right now people don't notice but this uh, Chris Chavez that wrestles as Tatanka yeah and Papa Shango who's the uh, soul taker both of them were trained by Larry Sharp. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but Chris Chavez was trained by Larry Sharp. And Vince see Vince has the thing about Vince is you know, if we got time to elaborate on this, yeah. Vince surrounds himself with college graduates Marketing geniuses, TV geniuses, and he could take two guys like Chris Chavez and 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 the Soul Taker and turn them into characters like that, which are very interesting. I feel. Do you you feel they're interesting?
3: I think I think the Chavez character is, you
4: know, but like what WCW does is they have, you know, it seems like they have the same old uh, uh, people uh, working for them. Uh, that, you know, uh, don't develop stuff like that. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Like, look at, look
4: at the perfect example. I mean, like, you know, like uh, Chip the Firebreaker, and who was the other one they had?
3: Uh, Todd Champion. I mean,
4: stuff like that. Don't you think it was kind of stupid?
3: Yeah, it didn't.
4: You know, and, and uh, you know, Vinny Vegas, and, uh, you know, i I seen him at the Civic Center, so I asked him when he was going to wait on my table, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just like, uh, like some of the stuff they do, I mean, they have no uh, creative uh, uh, flow or a- at all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Vince, Vince never uh, uh, developed these guys, but he turned them, he took them from other promotions and he turned them into a separate distinct character, you know what I mean, a unique character. Like, like for example, like look at uh, The Undertaker. Yeah he's probably, you know, he's like my favorite guy in the WWF, I sound like a fan of it. I mean, <laughs> there's a guy that, you know, WCW had, didn't do nothing with him, you know? Yeah. And Vince takes these guys and, and,
3: uh, and he's going to continue to do that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, well, Dennis, do you have any closing comments for everybody? No, I just want to say to everybody that, you know, uh, you know, I want to say that, you know, you're doing a great job with this
4: cassette wrestling news, and I enjoy listening to it. I look forward to getting it. Like, you know, I'll just, like, I'll pop it in my uh, tape player in the car and just ride on down the highway and listen to it. It relaxes me. and It's informative. I like some of the personalities you have on it. And I just want the people out there to continue to support independent wrestling because it's the best product out there for the money. You're seeing talent uh, develop, and you're seeing a lot of good young guys that, you know, you can say, you know, I went and seen Joe Daniels, or I went and seen Chris Evans, or I went and seen uh, uh, Chris Candido uh, at an independent show. I remember seeing them guys before they became stars in the WWF and, and, and WCW. And that's the thing, you just had the people, you know, uh, support uh, independent wrestling and uh, you know that's like it's the last independent wrestling i think is about the only thing uh you know i can honestly feel, honestly feel that. you know with some of the scandals and some of the garbage that's going on and you, you know i think a lot of these bigger promotions you know there's a possibility of them taking it on the chin you know what i'm saying yeah and independents are going to flourish go out to support guys like jim Cornette and bobby fulton and even you know eddie mansfield and you know, there's a lot of people that are pissed off about him and and dennis carluzzo and and uh you know, uh, some of the other, uh, guys, you know, to promote on an independent or regional type basis. Keep, keep seeing, and Dino and stuff and, and, and Jarrett and Lower stuff and, and that, you know, it can only help the, it can only help the
3: wrestling business, you know? Yeah. Okay. Dennis, why well, I really appreciate you taking time out to do this and anytime you want to come on again, you're more than welcome. Jeff, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Okay.
0: Memphis Wrestling is on the road this week with back-to-back events. Next Friday, March 18th, join us in Trenton, Tennessee at the Peabody High School, benefiting the Boys and Girls Soccer Clubs. Then, next Saturday, March 19th, Memphis Wrestling is heading to Black Rock, Arkansas, benefiting the BlackRock Police and Fire Departments. Help us make a difference and get your ticket for as low as just 10 bucks at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. March 27th, Memphis Wrestling is Too Cool with WWE Superstar Scotty Tuhati. And we just added to the card the leader of the Dark Order, Evil Uno, who will join the Dark Order. April 10th, everybody dies but one. Lance Archer returns to Memphis Wrestling to go one-on-one with the Gun Show. And it's official. On April 16th, Memphis Wrestling Saturday Night returns with a special guest, Impact Wrestling Megastar, Outlandish Zicky Dice. That's Saturday, April 16th at the Wrestle Center. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at ChampionshipWrestlingMemphis.com.
1: Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th, American Hostile Championship Wrestling at the Campbell Community Center. Field time, 730, call 636-232-3313. All the top American Hostile Championship Wrestling stars and Rhino. go Score! 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 You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. Hey, that was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at comment bookmark BT. Instagram at btshootin' the shizit. That's right, shootin' the Shiz it without a G. Facebook, shootin' the Shiz Net, and Facebook, cool kids wrestling and MMA talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call, Who's Right Podcast, Homeboy's Podcast, p 3 Radio, my buddies Richard Josh, My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Dern. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Fat Podcast. Hey guys, remember... Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.